architects were directly translating that information and those that context into building design. So you see a lot of very sharp, white, clean-looking buildings with very, you know, stark black lines in them or very distinct, you know, very square separations. Episode 86, April 2015. Architect-turned-product designer Mario Delgado talks about intersections between architecture and app design, what digital product designers can learn from architecture, Bauhaus, and how much graphic design is influenced by designing space and the UX of living in buildings. This episode is sponsored by the Draplin Design Company and Field Notes. Do you see any intersections between architecture and app design? Absolutely. I think that you know, I've actually met quite a few people these days that have gone through traditional architecture programs and have, I don't necessarily want to say jumping ship, but um, have, you know, changed careers or noticed that there's been, you know, something else that they're interested in and, you know, applied what they they learned in school into kind of the product design world. And I think some of the larger parallels that you know, kind of in my process that I see is that you start thinking of, you know, the way you approach designing an app very similar to how you, I guess you could say, approaching a building. I mean, and, you know, as I was saying before, there are many parallels, but, you know, in thinking about the aspects of design when it comes to navigating around an app, navigating around, you know, a screen, being able to, you know, show and hide things and, you know, all of these principles are very ingrained in in the way you actually design for a building you spend a lot of time empathizing with you know the user the client the person that you know may potentially be inhabiting a building or you know using an office building and you think about you know how you introduce the space and how you show somebody where the next place to go is or how you show you know how you deal with what happens during the daytime, what happens at night. You think about all these aspects in a very broad sense, but you start applying that in a very similar way into an, into an app. And, you know, I, I find that some of the most interesting things is that I start abstracting the app into a very, you know, almost three-dimensional sense where there's a lot of, you know, thinking about what's behind, you know, what's in front, what's, what's coming before, what's coming after, you know, what are the different states. And, I think that that's, you know, in, at least in my personal process, lent to a very helpful perspective when it comes to thinking about how you actually move through different flows or how you move through different screens. Uh, and I tend to find myself thinking about two steps back as well as, you know, the next five steps forward at the same time and really trying to, to think about that whole system. Kind of, you know, each individual point is still kind of this bigger part of a system and I'm still imagining all the effects that say you know a certain design change on a button or on a you know on a toolbar or something like that actually has across you know the entire system at the same time what can digital product designers learn from architecture sure um that's a great question and i think that people can you know other designers can learn from architecture is really how much detail goes into architecture sometimes and especially you know in the past when you were thinking about you know some of the more I guess you could say maybe around the 40s 50s 60s there was a lot of you know very bland looking buildings but some of those great buildings done by some of you know the masters of that time Mies van der Rohe being one of them 
you know, that he's famously known for saying that God is in the details and that, you know, that there's everything about, you know, every single bolt and screw and, you know, every little corner and things like that, that people were very diligent about almost to an obsessive level. And it, it really brings out sometimes that, you know, there are, there are many times when you're working, especially in mobile design, or you're working at a startup that you're thinking about what's the MVP, the most viable product. And sometimes, you know, those things get lost. But I think that if you are thinking about the future and you're thinking about how you can make this app better, you're thinking about, you know, or if this is something you have complete control over, thinking about all those details is definitely, uh, and kind of investigating how other industries have approached detail-oriented work, I think will be very helpful amongst, you know, any type of designer. Okay, everybody, my name is Aaron James Draplin. Just got done telling you about my whole life, uh, the good, the bad, the gross, the ugly, the weird, the sinister, the awesome. And now you need to go to draplin.com and buy some killer merch, draplin.com backslash merch, and things that you need, right? Okay, you need to go there and look at this stuff. And then when you're done with that, you need to go to fieldnotesbrand.com and get some memo books. We'll ship them anywhere. If you're listening to this in Vienna, Austria, or Vienna... Illinois, hell, wherever that is, we will we'll ship them there too. Okay, fieldnotesbrand.com. You need these things. Nine ninety five for a three pack. Would you pay for coffee today? Right, right, right. You need this stuff. So draplin.com, fieldnotesbrand.com, and uh, yeah, those are the, those are the only two links you need in your life. There you go. How much is graphic design, maybe even UX, influenced by architecture, which has dealt with space and the kind of user experience for thousands of years? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, especially throughout history, um, architecture was one of the, especially in the past, was one of the leading creative outputs of civilization, you know, and especially in the early times, you know, churches and you know, structures that are, you know, still standing to this day were some of the, you know, the longest withstanding creative outputs. So I think even more recently, especially in kind of the modern era, there was definitely a very strong connection between graphic design and kind of the way that architecture was designed. I like to cite the, um, especially the, the Bauhaus school in Germany in the early 1900s, which was, you know, kind of the, a lot of people, you know, imagine very clean lines and very, you know, clean typography, a lot of, you know, but also that, that translated very quickly into buildings. And it was actually a school where architects and graphic designers actually learned from each other and they were actually influencing each other so that, you know, while graphic designers were investigating how to make very clean lines and very gridded formats and using white space very effectively, architects were directly translating that information and those that context into building design. So you see a lot of very sharp, white, clean-looking buildings with very, you know, stark black lines in them or very distinct, you know, very square separations. A lot of times the, the two of them came into context with each other in, you know, very specific ways or there were many times that there was a 
architect that had you know very strong influence in graphic design because he may have started in one area and moved to the other so the, you'll see that there are many times when you know the intersections become very apparent when it's you know especially in the I always love the example of the, the Bauhaus school where you know it was a school where they were combining all these different types of you know industrial designers and graphic designers and architects and you know they were all learning from the same people in the end. So I mean I think that and you know when thinking about the approach that a lot of modern architecture schools especially here in America have been taking you know you're not spending a hundred percent of your time learning about buildings and learning about kind of the aspects of 3D life you know many and even in the curriculum that I went through I spent quite a lot of time you know learning the basics of photography learning how, you know, I've, t I've taken three or four graphic design classes, I've taken courses in, you know, web design, I've taken courses in, you know, painting and drawing, and, you know, even like ceramic modeling. And I think that a lot of the, um, I guess, the crossovers become apparent when you're investigating them from a history perspective. But I, I think that most historians would argue that a lot of the, you know, great design trends actually do happen in parallel uh, because it starts becoming a conversation uh, between different industries. Mm -hmm.